Morning, Handsome. Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters in sunny Oakland, California. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome. I'm joined in the studio today by my illustrious co-host, Pandro Ambrose. Morning, Handsome. Morning, Handsome. And of course, Sean Moses. Morning, Handsome. Uh, I've asked you not to use my real name. Oh, okay. Laser Brain. Good morning, yeah. Handsome. Uh, that's me. Good morning. Yes. There's a new James Bond title out, and it does not feature any mention of days or dying. President Obama gives the Medal of Freedom to George Bush Sr., Maya Angelou, and basketball legend Bill Russell. What the hell did these people talk about at lunch? Kane accused of harassment. Perry accused of wearing too much jewelry. We'll talk about the GOP candidate implosion. Some more here on Morning Answer. Also, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, the next iteration in the series returns to the fictional state of San Andreas based off of California. We're not going to see San Francisco this time around. Fans react. Benicio Del Toro uh, offered a role in Star Trek 2. 2. Will he be Khan? Find out that and more here on Morning Handsome. Brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. Gentlemen, how you doing? The sweet, sweet sound. Of Morning Handsome. Mm-hmm. The sweet sound of Henry Mancini. Have I ever told you that my, my mother used to tell me stories that she, she lived next to Henry Mancini and uh, Mary C. They I guess they all they all those all those kids all lived in uh, Balboa Island, like right on the right on the coast. It's uh, Really? Yeah, it's it was, it's a gorgeous little part of California where there's an amusement park now. Ah. I can almost hear that, you know, in his music, sort of with the gorgeous weather, the amusement, you know, kind of echoing. Uh, in his orchestrations. Do you feel like that too? I do. I, I hear a sense of uh, just being alive, and you can you can tell that Henry's just very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, drawing breath here on Earth. Yeah. Right. And now it's over. Yeah. Much like life. I I, I believe he died unhappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did so you guys have a good uh, Guy Fox Day yesterday? Uh, what? Guy, yesterday was Guy Fox Day. It was Guy Fox Day. Did you did you go down and, and, and protest? I did not protest. Well, look, there's a blimp going past our window. Has, it, it looks, has anybody? It looks very has Tim it, Burton Batman. Yeah, it's, it's farmers insurance. Has anybody uh, has anybody gone down to protest? Yes. Has anybody gone down to protest? I wasn't really protesting, but I've gone down there and hung out. When when did you go down and hang out? Um, I've gone down on the weekends. I've also gone during the days. We we rode over the other day. What was that Monday or something like that? Um, when there's a big protest, I mean, I've been in and, in and around um, the different. Uh, yeah, so what, what Lee is saying, he's he's heavily involved in the movement. Right, that's what it, <laughs> that's not, what it definitely came night, off as. I, last night, I definitely I definitely hosted a um, a party that was like a charity for Anonymous. Um, it was an Anonymous Ice Cream Social held at the Vagabond Ballroom, and I was the MC and host of the show. And you um, wear your mask all night. I, no, I, I like. There's the thing about wearing a Guy Fox mask. I was supposed to wear a Guy Fox mask, and I've been all excited. I wanted a Guy Fox mask for a while. I thought they're they're great. I read the comic, seen the movie, loved the whole Guy Fox thing. Read the Wikipedia page Sweaty. about the real guy. Is yeah, that it? you know, yeah. into it. Yeah. But I realized after wearing a Guy Fox mask for about 32 and a half seconds, it's fucking creepy, dude, and it creeps people out. It's like just hanging out with some weird, you know. Um, yeah, so super. It, it's like basically you had a job being, to do, Lee. <laughs> You were Guy Fox. I mean, why would you? But so I'm trying to do comedy, right? To like, all, you know, all these people in Guy Fox masks. And um, I go, so do we have any uh, hackers in the audience? And this one guy's like, we're supposed to be anonymous, asshole. 
Well, if you hadn't <laughs> said anything, we wouldn't have known that that guy was the hacker in the audience. Lee, that was such, that was an such a fail. great intro. Yeah. Oh but we had God. fun. We had fun, actually. Uh, it was a good time. There was uh, <laughs> endless ice cream, endless uh, jungle juice. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Wait. Yeah, one way about to, the jungle juice fighting. One way to incite a riot is endless ice cream and alcohol. Right. Yeah. Oh, there was a keg too. There's some decent beer. But uh, yeah, so good times there on uh, uh, Remember, Remember the fifth of November. So, I'm kind of um, glad. I'm kind of glad that I work. You know, the weekend nights. I, I so you don't have to do dumb so shit. So that I like never. That. So I'm never kind of dragged down into any of this kind of you know uh, tomfoolery, shall yeah, we say? Which is pretty. Pretty sounds. Now, were you uh, were you paid um, in more than just endless ice cream, or was this like a pro bono? I didn't bono, eat any ice cream actually. Like, I didn't really want to get into that. Okay. They had Neapolitan. They're like, we only have one type of ice cream, but it's Neapolitan. It's the only type of ice cream that is also three ice creams. It's excellent. But I didn't have any. Um, but there's more important things to talk about. First of all, um, Benicio del Toro. We all know him uh, as um, fighting Mexican drug lords in traffic. As being a wolf. Do we all man. know him, Lee? Um, we all know him. He is an excellent actor, and um, he is going to be. He's he's been offered a role in the next Star Trek movie, and they've hinted that Khan, the epic Khan um, bad guy from Star Trek Two in the original series uh, show Space Seed, is going to be the bad guy. So, will Del Toro be Khan? That is the question. What do you What do you gentlemen think? Benicio. Well, are you saying will he be Khan as in do I think that he'll make the decision to be or will he be Khan? Both. I mean, I think you, you've hit it right there. Like, will will he take it, first of all? And second of all, like, will he be good? I mm. think that I think the he que- should take I think, it. I think he would be great. Actually. Oh, I, I think that you got the second question wrong. The first question right. Benicio should definitely become, should definitely take on the role of Khan. Yeah. But the question is, will he surgically alter his chest? <laughs> to to equal the chest to of, equal uh, the Montalban Montalban Ricardo Montalban was the original Khan and um, Hanji and I have argued over the years of whether or not his chest is real in Star Trek 2 like I said that yes even as an old man he had a very buffed chest but you say that that's bullshit and I say he had a now chest now plate now, now I say he was wearing surgically altered which I was is saying he was wearing a chest plate in the final scene of that chat, that 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 little getup he had actually came up to the neck, False. and it had like an insert, no, you know, like real. a little latex section it's where it was his chest. I mean, so I, it was real Montalban. <laughs> so, so Benicio del Toro. So if he's gonna come back as Khan, which I think would be great for the series, and I think that would be cool. He's a good, good, uh, uh, good actor, and he'd be a great villain for the series. Bringing Khan is a great series. Yeah, bringing uh-huh. under eye bags back to Star Trek. So they're, they're also, they just announced um, that <laughs> Circus is back. It's true. Andy Circus is back for the new Planet of the Apes movie. So Ricardo Montalban was in the old Planet of the Apes movies. So will Del Toro step in and be in the new Planet of the Apes movies and the new Star Trek movies? Both 60s uh, sci-fi reboots. Will he claim a role in both series? That's the broader, more philosophical question. Here. It's sad to me that, that like there's as much appetite in film... For discovering the unknown reaches of the universe and having the planet taken over by apes, <laughs> yeah. like that's the equivalent like uh, appetite and capacity you know for film today. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. We can we can make like twelve of these and we can still make money. Apes, bitches. Well, in the sixties, like they were really 
those series were really talking about things in movie theaters and TV screens that um, other shows and other films were afraid to talk about. Talking about race, uh, war, and right. um, you know, science versus religion, and interspecies oh dating. Interspecies dating. Yeah, I bet like Gene Roddenberry was just like a horse fucker, and like you right. <laughs> brought that to Star Trek. So, yeah, they go to other planets and fuck other species. It's great. I'm like, okay, uh, we're gonna have to ask you to do well, another pilot. This one's a little weird. And then it, yeah, but then like uh, you know, it's it's that's 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 uh, that's the apes. The apes eventually <laughs> yeah. you know have to reintegrate. I want to see them beam to the Planet of the Apes. I want to see, like, they, right. the ship gets lost in some weird vortex that they end up, they think they're on the other side of the galaxy. They, they both emerge a, into the 60s. Right. They find a habitable planet. They, it's Class M. They beam down and, and Spong, it seems to be a Planet of Apes. Fascinating, Captain. Let's fuck them. Yeah, let's fuck them. Yeah, let's <laughs> <fuck> them. <laughs> Sue is like, oh, yeah, so planet of apes. Oh, Cornelius. Cornelius, more like Hornholnelius. Oh. That was, uh, you almost made me snark coffee. <laughs> I, I was trying to drink coffee. And I'm you glad made that you're such on your microphone and not one joke. of my microphones because right. <laughs> you, you would have destroyed it. You suck. Yeah, pretty All right. Gross. Well, anyway, let's. Moving what is on. this Skyfall science of James Bond business? Okay, so Skyfall, they've just announced uh, that the James Bond series is back on track. They were a little delayed because of financial troubles at MGM. Um, so they're gonna. There's gonna be a new Bond movie next year. Um, so 2012 is gonna be a big year for like sci-fi franchises. There's gonna be Star Trek. There's gonna be James Bond. There's gonna be um, some Batman. There's gonna Star be... Trek's supposed to release next year. I no, think next year. no, maybe I thought 13. it was 2014. Oh, maybe. I think it's. I thought it was 14. It's either 12 or 13. Anyway, the next couple years are going to be big years for franchises. So Skyfall um, is going to be the next uh, uh, Bond title, and it's the first Bond title in a while. Okay, that is not based on an Ian Fleming title, and that does not have day or dying at all in it. Because the whenever they run out of uh, Ian Fleming titles and they don't have any Ian Fleming titles, they always uh, revert. To making shit up like die another day, uh, tomorrow uh, uh, never dies, and like there's endless variations on the same crap. So um, this is their first um, time that they've gone away from that, and um, it kind of marks a departure. And we'll see how fans react to it. Okay, so Hondro just confirmed that um, Benicio del Toro is definitely. Uh, on board for he's, Star he's Trek. actually going to change his name to Ricardo del Toro. Ricardo del Toro. Um, so I, I'm just glad that it's Richard be, the Bull. It's, <laughs> he's got a great name, dude. Ricardo del Toro. De Toro. <laughs> Ricardo del Toro. Um, I'm just glad that it's Star Trek 2 2. Just like like the, when the last Harry Potter movie came out, um, there was a sign at our local movie theater that said like Harry Part Potter Part Seven Part Two. <laughs> I was like, that was the dumbest title I've ever fucking seen, and I didn't see the movie just because of that. <laughs> also because I that's, hate that shit. That's that's not the only reason. Like, yeah, um, um, the Batwing is back. Uh, that's some good news for uh, Bat fans. We haven't had. Uh, any uh, Batwing action in a Batman movie. The Batwing was so great in the 89 Batman. You remember when he flies that, that thing over Gotham and he goes up to the moon? The moon. It was like in every commercial right. and it just drove everyone crazy. That was like Batman. I, was that was one of those movies I saw. That was one of those movies I saw like as a yeah. young kid, like on the premiere day, waited in line. Yeah. I was eight years old. It was a freaky movie. Oh, it was dark and scary. Like, 
that Tim Burton's Batman is definitely more of the former than the latter. Right. It's definitely more emphasis on the Tim Burton than the Batman. Um, Although that's not necessarily it's true. More, I, it was more noir, and it was really ha- it was it was more like it's very gothic noir. It, it definitely gothic. goes with the Gotham kind of yeah. side of things. I really like that they've kind of gone back to some of that. I feel like that it needed to be dirtier. It was like mm-hmm. having it be you know like I love the, the Dark cartoon. Knight wasn't like that. And I kind of felt like they lost a bit of it by making it too realistic, making it look too much like a real city. Like I feel like yeah. Batman Begins had a good balance where it's like yeah. it looks kind of like real New York City, not so crazy yeah. fake. Like the, the the Burton, but there was also some kind of futuristic cool stuff about it, right. like the trains and stuff. And they completely just Dark Knight. It was just totally. They shot it like in literal. Chicago or something, yeah. and it was it's a very interesting choice. They really wanted Chicago to make it is freaky though. In, in, yeah. in his defense, Chicago yeah. freaks me. Well, out. they should have got like the L train in there and that kind of like cool more gothic aspect of the, the right. Chicago architecture. Right. Um, whatever. It's still a great film. So I think Batman Begins is better though. Did we finish talking about Los Santos? Because Los oh, Santos yeah. is a we little. We didn't really talk about it at all. Yeah. Um. So I'm a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto series. I have been um ever since uh, you know I first saw the the top down ones back in the '90s, and of course the 3D ones have been great, and they've just been a great take on all these American cities. Right. We've of course had Liberty City has been featured in many games. That's the New York one. Mm-hmm. Um. There's Vice City, which is of course the Miami one. It's been in a couple games, and um. San Andreas is uh, the California uh, slash Nevada um, of the GTA universe. And the original game that had it was GTA San Andreas. And it was the, it's the most sprawling sandbox um, that they... So this latest one, though, is just going to be Los Santos and the surrounding areas. And Los Santos is just one of the cities in the San Andreas um, geography. It's like, like a... It'll be like... The, it'll be a lot closer to the way that they did this latest detective game, um, L.A. Noir. L.A. Yeah. Noir, because in L.A. Noir you're basically in districts of Los Angeles, and, and Los Angeles seems to stretch for miles in any direction, even if you can only um, inhabit, you know, one swath of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this is going to be. It's going to be like a like an L.A. You know, you're in the you're in L.A. and you're in the sprawl, yeah. but you don't have the whole sprawl. It seems yeah. like you're just in the middle of a giant, you know, sprawling area, and you just unlock areas of it mm-hmm. um, and it won't be like you know a vast world they've been everybody's been moving away from that and they feel like rock stars really moved away from that completely you yeah. know you think about red dead red dead was like a pretty defined space you know it was mm-hmm. a vast area but it was mm-hmm. it was a fairly defined space yeah the same goes with you know arkham city which is great it's it's less of a huge sprawling sandbox and more of like a big overworld yeah um but it's, it's still great. Yeah, they're going for more detail and right. um, atmosphere right. um, and sort of the sense that this is a larger world rather than actual huge worlds like the, the original San Andreas was, which was more on the lines of like a, a role-playing game usually has like a, a huge world like that. Right. Well, the program, that's where the programming is going too. You know, everybody's just, they, you, you have so much more capacity for detail. It's not, it's not just about creating like a vast blank area that you can roam around mm-hmm. in. Now it's about creating like a really densely yeah, do do animated, contextually yeah. you know what, uh, area. Yeah, you know what? My favorite game, um, you know, as far as detail and, you know, playability and just like vast areas, it's right outside your front door. <laughs> the real world. <laughs> the real yeah, world. Like the real world. Let's argue like, about you know, which video game. And yeah. like just drive like a maniac. No, you right. could though. I hit a prostitute the other night. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I whoa, whoa we have right. a lot of fun here on Morning Anthem but um, do you think this is a reaction maybe to the fact that Driver San Francisco and Driver and GTA have kind of they're, they're sort of battling franchises 
um, over the years. Is really? I don't see those two yeah. franchises Not battling really. at all. Driver's a relatively new franchise compared to like Rockstar and their GTA series. No, 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 no. And, and they, they've been going back and forth for years. Like when the original, dri- the original Driver came out and was kind of like GTA-y, but more 3D. And so GTA but it didn't 3 have, was a but reaction no, you were not to Driver on and Driver. Foot? Yeah, Driver 2, you went on foot. And like drive, and then so GTA oh, was like, oh man, they're like they're like encroaching on our territory. So really, the evolution of of GTA um, into a more three D thing from the top down view is really as a reaction to their competition with Driver, because they were the kind of the, the the major competing sort of Driver gangster franchises in in an open world setting. So they've really driven competition with each other over the years, and it's been good. And I think that. GTA has always had the upper hand over. Um, See, I guess I missed the chapters of Driver where actually you were on foot. That's what I missed. I, I never saw that. You know, and I thought they of it were always just as a driving to game. Comp- compete with them right. during the heyday of the the sandbox a few years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I just think GTA, you know, like or the GTA series has been like the core thing that the Rockstar has built their legacy on. And they've had like a lot of successful little side moves that they've done, yeah. but you know they keep coming back to Grand Theft Auto. There's obviously a market. It looks great. The new game looks great. It's it's going to keep looking great. I mean, they're great. They're great games. I I, I think they can only look better. But I, I also feel like that you know Rockstar as a game company has really sought to define you know the ed what sandbox really can be. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I mean I think that that the the really interesting thing about it is that now so many games need some essence or some piece of sandbox in order to be popular all your battle games like you know it's affected the way we have contextual menus and things now we Mm -hmm. don't we have interactive menus that we play through you know where we make choices about our character and things like that and like they always you know it's like games always want to have this this over this overworld you know this overlay of, of some kind of sandbox ability even if the actual you know missions are super tracked you mm-hmm. know and 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 have a lot of like uh, cutscenes or something you know um, it's very interesting it's a good way to Im- immerse your player in the world right. of the game it, it it's, it's it really works um, well yeah so uh, there's your news today about all those things uh, popular vampire weekend and then we'll, we'll, we'll... we're going to play some vampire weekend and we'll be right back This week's political handsome. Continued shakeups in the Republican presidential field. Herman Cain mired in a field of sexual harassment allegations. Occupy Wall Street spreads across the country. Occupy Oakland steals the spotlight once again, shutting down the port in a hail of tear gas. Obama awards the Medal of Freedom to the previous president and Maya Angelou. One deserves it. Gaddafi's crush on Condoleezza Rice. Black flower in the White House. Please. Bloom. Can we please remove this music before we get sued? Sure, yeah, yeah, let's turn the music off before we get sued. here in Political Hands. I know. That is the creepiest story of the year, though. Gaddafi's, like, secret crush on Condoleezza. Condoleezza Rice, apparently he had a crush on her. It's creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, this this is creepy beyond belief. So, 
I mean, she keeps telling the story too. She goes on. She's been making the rounds. The creepiest part is probably watching Condoleezza Rice as she makes the rounds on newscasts and uh, makes the rounds on newscasts and and um, talks about her visit to see uh, Muammar Gaddafi in two thousand nine. Okay, two thousand nine, and she was there. And, and, you know, he... Tell he was, listeners what went down. Yeah, so, so she's been telling the story about, you know, how he showed her a video. The video was basically footage of her visiting all these different uh, world leaders, and it was set to this song. The song was called Black Flower in the White House. And, and he had, he had, he had uh, commissioned the best composer in Libya to compose a song dedicated to Condoleezza Rice. And and you know the, the the best this new the new news obviously after the the revolt was that they found like you know when they finally uh, took his compound the rebels took his compound they found like books with pictures you know of Condoleezza Rice and like posters of her in the you know in the presidential in the yeah, house. Yeah, like a whole shrine to her apparently. Well, right. I mean, you got to admit though, the song is good. Right. Yeah, right. it is pretty good. And yeah, I, shout I haven't out heard to the... the song, but the title, I mean, alone. Shout out to like the best songwriter in Libya because yeah. the best thing about being in that position is that if you're the second and third best songwriters in Libya, they were all killed. Yeah, uh, they're all white. <laughs> all time. Well, I feel like that. Like contest aside, the top three and the, the bottom two were killed. I feel like Muammar Gaddafi was was like honestly one of those weird stalker villains from like mm-hmm. the late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. You know, serial killing kind of movies and like he just you know he's just like he was out of his time and space but they used to be something you'd see all the time where you'd like you know there'd be a movie and this lady would like you'd open a closet in her house and all of a sudden you'd find like this this other room Mm -hmm. where there was just pictures everywhere you know of 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 the people they were stalking you know yeah yeah, I just imagine Muammar Gaddafi like Jack Nicholson as the Joker like cutting out like pictures of Vicky Vale right so much to do. do so, so little time. time. So, um, <laughs> question. Do you, yes, question. Sean, do you answer. think? Do you think that Muammar Gaddafi? You think he ever? You think he ever jerked off to Condi? Dude, gross. No. All right. Yes. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to think about. I don't want to talk about. We, we don't want to. I don't want to lower this debate. Okay. Well, Sean, okay. So at any rate, no, no. But ask us the the eternal question. You, what the eternal about question. Condoleezza? Uh, what about Condoleezza? So, Ask us the question. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, no, no, no. I, I want to say, what, I have a question for you. Have you ever masturbated thinking about Condoleezza Rice? Um, no, but I just maybe haven't got around to it. It's nothing personal. Okay. Don't have wait you, for the translation answer. Now, have you have you ever masturbated thinking about Muammar Gaddafi? Uh, after seeing those dead photos of him, I just got just. I was so proud. I was so proud that we were able to take him down that. Uh, my we patriotism. Oh, I did a patriotism J.O. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so, um, you know, I know we all are very much, uh, at least the three of us are aware, <laughs> are very much aware of the protests that are spreading across the country, the camps yeah, that have spr- sprung up in, in all these live. various things. Yes, they're happening in the city we live, um, Oaktown, California. And, and, you know, Oakland had a really interesting week. Obviously, Wednesday night there was a, a massive clash again with the uh, with the police, um, uh, but it was it was at, during the day preceded by a large gathering that uh, went from all the way downtown and stopped up the port of Oakland, mm-hmm. um, as many as seven thousand people, possibly as many possibly as many as ten thousand people. Um, <clears throat> so, so some people walked to a port. Okay, 
shut that shit down like in Gandhi, the, like the movie Gandhi where there's that part where everyone marches and does something. I mean, I'm sure the port has all it's hours, like but I mean, how much shit's going on at like the port at like 7 p.m.? And really? it was middle of the day. So, no, so they wasn't. It you... was 5 o'clock. I saw them walking. You have a question? I, I, I just want to know what you guys think about it. I actually am just really curious where you stand, how you feel. I mean, it's a very device. It's a very, like, broad issue. I mean, that, that, there's, there's so many parts of it, you know. There's all the violence. Mm-hmm. There's, the van, there's the vandalism. Yeah. And then there's, like, the real message. And then there's, like, impacting the debate. And how do you impact the debate? And then there's, like, the visual portion of the message in that the people that are there, the people that are down there who are going to stay there every night, you know, they don't, they might not represent the 99% but very the 99% well because they're like, the, they're like the four and a half percent. But yeah, but yeah, it's a powerful I idea. I think it's actually less than that. I think it's less than four and a half percent. No, because I figure about if not, if 10 people, in, uh, plazas. if 10, if 10% of people are unemployed, yeah, like permanently unemployed or unemployed that are registered unemployed, mm-hmm. that means that like, you know, there's got to be at least another 15% that are out of the workforce completely. They and ain't protesting. They out hustling. Right. Trying to, like, rustle up a buck, son. Well, I just think that, that there's, you know, a lot of um, opportunity mm-hmm. to, to affect the debate. Yeah. You know, it, and that's, that's good. That's, that's great. Opportunity to affect the debate is excellent. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it's just it's going to be dangerous. You know, you're, you're like... You're trying to channel anger in, in a lot of communities that are mm-hmm. not as necessarily sophisticated. And it works in some areas, like this kind of weird urban-y thing, but it doesn't work everywhere. I appreciate it, that everyone's pissed off, but like, hey, guys, um, let's... I don't like pissed off at this, though. I, really, I've, I've, I definitely get really pissed off in my life when I know that it's not a constructive place to be. Um, so, but I think most of the people I've seen at the protest have been real peaceful and nice and not right. communist and craziness. And I think that all this stuff of calling these people communists is like, um, have you guys ever heard of the House of Un-American Activities and Joseph McCarthy? Like, we've got to be careful here. We're all Americans, you know? Um, and that's why I don't feel like they should be calling us commies, and I don't feel like we should be calling them fascists, you know what I mean? Let's, uh, let's just be a little careful and uh, yeah. let's try to come together here. Um, and we got to be aware that the media is always going to cover the violence. Like they, The yeah. first thing they're going to report is, you know, graffiti it's, or a trash can or you know uh, a broken window and mm-hmm. that's because that's what's there to report and and you know what i'm not condoning it because i actually think that the most um the most reprehensible part of of the whole thing is that you know there's vandalism going on i i don't yeah, that's that terrible that's never good right i don't know i mean i think it you know when the police the other day killed radio rahim that was probably a line that was has was crossed that i don't think you know we can go back on video killed the radio star uh, no, it was a reference to Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was definitely messed up. Oh, okay. So, uh, obviously, the biggest story of the week, and I, and, and I got to say, the juiciest, I'm, I'm glad we, we waited for this because I've been really excited to talk about it, is, uh, it's got to be Mr. Black Walnut himself, Herman Cain. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, Mr. Cain, you know, last week, uh, Saturday night, actually, so right before we did The Morning Handsome, um, Politico posted this article about him uh, having been accused of sexual harassment twice in mm-hmm. the late 90s while head of the Net National Restaurant Association. That was mm-hmm. in the 90s. Late 90s. In... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. At any rate. At any rate. 
So, Mr. Kane, so both these women were some. Mr. Kane immediately came out with a statement saying, This is false. This is not true. Uh, I, I, nothing ever happened. Okay, I never, I never, closet and said, no, I'm never, gay. I am gay. I've never touched a woman I before. Men. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, 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 and then he, uh, and then, you know, it just like a day later he went back and he was like, well, I have no recollection. I have never had sexual harassment. anybody. It was baseless to, well, these women settled outside of the thing, but I don't, I was, it was an investigation and I was Listen, showing folks, it's a restaurant. That's what goes down. There's ass grabbing going all the time. You don't want to get your ass grabbed, don't work at a restaurant, peaches. <laughs> peaches? <laughs> Peaches. And that was exactly what he said, and it sounded <laughs> it's okay. What he wanted to say, you know what like I mean? No, he said, and that was TV. what he said. You know, they'd had a couple of drinks, and yeah. you know, he was hanging out with this, this, you know, these lobbyists, and he said, you know, he said, "Hey, peaches." <laughs> he seemed like the kind of guy that would call people peaches that work right. in his restaurants. Well, to be fair, he was doing a lot of cocaine at the time, so it was hard for him to kind of this remember. This is eighties, right? Uh, this was late 90s. Oh, late 90s. But he does work in the, re- in, the, in the restaurant industry. Along with sexual harassment, I found that uh, something else that goes hand-in-hand hand with the restaurant industry is uh, cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it does no? have cane in it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's like, my family brought cocaine to this country. No, I, I remember working in a restaurant one time and one of the waitresses was like, oh, uh, yeah, my shift's about to start in like 10 minutes. I, I just got to go, you know, powder my nose, right? And I was yeah. like, okay. And then she comes back and she goes, you know what the best thing to snort coke is with? You know the uh, cardboard part of a tampon applicator? You just mm-hmm. pull that off and <laughs> snort coke. All right, right. well, I was like, thank you. I wasn't thank you saying, for opening up. I wasn't necessarily saying that uh, Herman Cain had, does cocaine. but I am. This is the I am saying, part of the show. And we're talking about doing coke with the tampon. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, uh, we just got off something a little bit. Uh, <laughs> okay, you talk about Herman Cain. Talk about yeah, he sexually harassed some women. So naturally, we're gonna talk about doing coke out of a tampon. You know what? It's full circle. We're back here. We're back to Cain. You do. You say whatever you need to say. Yeah. Um. So, what's going on with the Medal of Freedom? Uh. I don't know. Um. Well, Obama like gave out the Medal of Freedom this week, and it's like it's a, it's an interesting lineup because it's like. A whole bunch of like sports guys, like there's like a baseball guy and like a basketball guy, and then there was um, Maya Angelou, and so it's like there's this really heartwarming image of like Maya Angelou like getting um, a, a medal of freedom from like a black president, and I, she's like crying in the picture. And, like when I saw the picture, like I cried too. It was like kind of beautiful, and then um, there's a picture of Obama giving the medal of freedom to George H W Bush. Who just looks like just such like a <laughs> stinky old piece of poop, and I'm just like, oh look at this. He's like one giant liver spot. <laughs> he's he's so old. That guy is so. He old. looks like his his pants have been pooped. Like right. you, you just look at a picture of him. He's got a dumpy butt. He's got a dumpy butt. Oh Barbara, and he's a, and Barbara he's though. Probably a war criminal. There's a whole Iran Contra thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's giving him a medal of freedom, and it's kind of bullshit, but yeah. whatever. Well, whatever, giving the Medal of Freedom to a bunch of sports stars. <laughs> yeah, but those guys are cool. George W. Bush, or H. W. Bush. Don't you think it's a little more fascinating that this, like, uh, this, like, any, I like all this implosion in the, uh, and then, oh, but then Kane came out right away, too, and said, uh, accused Perry. That was what you gave in the line, in the head, in the head billboard. Oh, because, yeah. Perry the, wears too much jewelry, apparently, right? No, no, like, well, that too. That was that was funny as well. That was funny as well that that, that he wears C tensor bracelets and like 
He's he's got a little bit he's of. He's a Texan who wears he's bracelets. He's a Texan. So no, they're but, those magnetic bracelets that help you know with your balance and posture. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But but uh, but but no no no. When Kane when like the Kane came out and was like, oh well, it was the Perry campaign that are that you know releasing these reports on sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was excellent. I, it's been it's been a great a great week in yeah. the, the the politics. You guys obviously did not follow much of this this week. Um, it was very entertaining. Well, at any rate, I mean, I I also feel I've like been following the, as much as has been interesting. I I followed the the, the sexual harassment thing and the jewelry thing. Their their actual politics, what they stand for, has become so irrelevant that like I no, I'm not been paying attention. Just oh, like, the sensationalism of it is great because that's all they have. I mean, that's what they are. It's really funny. And I mean, you, they're, each repro- they're each proposing, like, one is proposing Steve Forbes' TAC plan that he tried to get passed in the 90s, and the other one is proposing this um, uh, emergency call number pizza order line thing. This has just um, become the most absurd election since, like, the, the recall, the Gotham City recall in Batman Returns, where the penguin right. is running against the mayor. Right. Like, the penguin I mean, like, is running as your first fish mayor. Yeah, but there was at least, like, they at least had some, some policy ideas. You know right. What I'm at, least he, at least they were proposing something. <laughs> it was a real discourse. <laughs> it was, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. The, the whole thing is just ridiculous. But that, that movie came out in an election year, actually. It was 92, it was when Clinton got elected. So I just imagine, like, Tim Burton talking to Christopher Walken and Chris Wyman. So, Tim, we're going to do an election where Max Shrek helps the penguin run against some bastard to be the mayor of Gotham. It's brilliant, Tim. I'm telling you, we should do it. We should do it, Tim. Tim. Why are we whispering? Why are you whispering? <laughs> yeah, and Tim, and Tim Burton's like, like, why are you whispering? I can't talk normally, Tim. I stop this way. <laughs> I get locked into it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, you know, uh, our sports commentator, uh, Jared Madden, I mean, Jared Golden. We'll be right back with him. Um, we'll, be, we'll be calling in soon. Jared Golden. We're going to do a little call-in, sports roundup, talk about the NBA lockout coverage, um, and all the other things that are exciting going on in the world of sports. Hockey. Good morning, Hanson. With our sports commentator Jared Golden, how you mo- how you doing this morning, Handsome? I'm fine. Lee. How are you today? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. What's going on in the world, the wide world of sports today? Well, guys, the top story in sports this past week continues to be the inability of owners and NBA players to agree on how to split what experts estimate to be the 100 million dollars of income on average that each NBA team would be bringing in if they were well. Playing basketball. 
But wow. both owners and players continued to seem oblivious to the fact that while they survive on for the owners, the billions that they needed to gain entry into their little exclusive owners guild, and for players, what is left from their average $5.15 million salary from 2010, the real people being hurt are the beer vendors and the local restaurateurs who rely on the NBA for their decidedly lesser livelihood. In fact, one commentator we compared the impasse to a mother and father fighting at the dinner table over um, who should get the bigger pork chop and not allowing their children to dig into their top ramen until their little feud is settled. Mm-hmm. And one NBA player heard that and he replied, you try supporting 11 kids and six women who don't even give me none no more on $10 million a year. And apparently so far, over 26,000 people in Cleveland alone have volunteered to participate in an experiment like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a wonderful experiment. Quite a week, quite a week, those guys in the NBA. And on a Saturday note, ex-heavyweight champion Smokin' Joe Frazier, who was the first man to beat Muhammad Ali, knocked him down, in fact, and won a decision in 1971. They called it the fight of the century, at least when we're talking about the other century in which most of this commentator's life today was spent in. Smokin' Joe's been diagnosed with liver cancer and no. he's under hospice care. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, um, we can all hope that, with, as with this boxing career, guys, Joe can survive this setback as he did his two ensuing losses to Ali. The last one, you guys know, the thriller in Manila in 1975. We hope Smoking Joe survives to fight another day. Uh, he's going to kick a cancer's ass, I'm pretty sure. I hope so. I hope so. If that guy yeah, can stand toe to toe with uh, Muhammad Ali, he can stand toe to toe with cancer. I think he's going to be able to survive without a liver. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, the fact, yeah, those, those were three of the greatest greatest fights that uh, that I ever saw. Who would win um, Rocky really versus uh, Muhammad Ali? Because we've seen Muhammad Ali fight Superman. So <laughs> who would win if he fought Rocky in his heyday, in his prime? Like Rocky's one through not, two. Not, not even close because, because Ali would have kicked, kicked uh, uh, Apollo Creed's tushy in a, in a heartbeat. So I don't think Rocky would have <laughs> stood a chance. Thank you for censoring yourself. <laughs> Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Balboa, do you have any comments on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if I would, uh, I think I would have been, I would, I would have had some decent odds if I would have had a chance. Um, I, I, I respect you. I respect the man's opinion anyway. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? Oh, thank you for joining and, us today, Mr. And, Balboa. And the, the, final, the final note is, is that thanks to you, we, I'm watching NFL football today on our new, what is it, 42-inch? Oh, uh, 40-inch. 40-inch uh, HD flat screen. So thanks, buddy. Hey, no problem. Thanks for joining us on Morning Handsome today. Okay. For Morning Handsome, this is Senior, and that means old correspondent, Jared Gold. See you guys soon. Thanks, Jared. Bye, thanks, Jared. Dad. Bye, Jared. Bye, Jared. Have a great I'm Lee Sanger Golden, joined, of course, today by Hondro Wayne Ambrose. And Sean, what's your middle name? Uh, my middle name is Michael. Michael Moses. I, uh, but I asked you not to use my real name. Okay. Tur- Ferd Turgeson. And um, we're joined in the studio today by Anonymous. By Turd Ferguson. 
Um, By so Terry Ferguson. Now it's time for our, our top five of the week. Um, interesting, five. Um, interesting discussion. Top five. Okay, so top five, top five Lego franchises that should be turned. <laughs> top five. Top five movie franchise, rather, that should be turned into Lego games. So they're turning... It's, it's really lucrative. They're Lego. turning everything into a Lego game. We've already had Lego. Lego Star Wars, which started it all. We had Lego Indiana Jones, which was another big follow-up hit. We Pulp had fiction. Lego... Oh, okay. So we'll... we'll wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Let's, let's do the intro here. Let's do the intro here. We've had Lego Batman, Lego Harry Potter. So what's next? Um, so basically we had George Lucas... Okay. And we had, or so we've 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 actually had Steven Spielberg. So it's because be, he's had his head in all. He's yeah, had his he's hand had in hand all those that. things. Harry Potter, to some extent, he had because his John Williams people. had a hand in all this. Mm, mm, the hand, it's like yeah. it's like the hand that's in many pots. Okay, so um, so you're saying that like the the Tarantino verse should be like a yeah, Lego branch, like like yeah, all I the different see some Pulp Fiction Legos. So it's like Pulp Fiction. It should be like all of the different violent. Tarantino movies, like Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Um, and um, oh, from dusk till dawn. From I mean, we got a clue you can have kind of like yeah, yeah, vampire things, like all of the characters, all the crazy murderous motherfuckers from all those movies like, <laughs> in one Lego game. There's like so many Lego Steve Buscemi's. <laughs> <laughs> Lego Steve Buscemi's. See? You can mix and match different hats on them, and like like Lego Johnny Depp's and like. Yeah, every time you got like a, every time you get like a new um, Lego Tarantino, you're like, oh, I got another Buscemi. Yeah. They all come with Buscemi's. <laughs> they all come with the, they I all come a with John a Tim. They all come with, there. they all come with Quentin, <laughs> and they all come with Buscemi. Are so you, you always convinced? get a Tarantino. Or the guy with the other name? cheapest one. What's the guy who's the guy who shows his butt in the piano? Who's in all those Tarantinos? You always, you'd always get a lot of him too. Uh, He's uh, the guy who drives the '80s car in Pulp Fiction and like. Cleans everything up in a tuxedo. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah, he, he always he, makes a cameo as well. He's always in those movies. So like, he's you'd always get the Harvey Keitel. Like, okay, so the, the Tarantino verse. Okay, that is a very interesting suggestion, okay. I have to say. I, I I'm going to vote uh, Godfather Lego. Um, that, that would be a great game. You play through all the different Godfather games. Uh, or you get like a little Marlin like and you get a little Pacino, but one of them has no pants. And like yeah. the, the horse, the head that detaches. Yeah, you get a little horse head. <laughs> that's a great playset. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Um, okay, well, I don't know. I feel like that that's. Uh, I want to do. Um, I want to do. I want to do James Bond. Oh, James Bond of my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be great. You could do, like, there would be so many. You could do a volcano. You get set. sets. You get, like, a whole oh, play set. Are, like, with the with, monorail. Yeah, exactly. Going around. Yeah, you, like, you could have the moon ones. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could have the Moonraker base. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be so great. So great. And, like, the, the little, the, the little um, hair that is, like, this, the classic um, Lego hair. For a dude, black like looks like James Bond hair anyway, so that would be pretty easy. Okay, how, how about this one? It's maybe stretching a little bit, but what about a Willy Wonka Lego play set? You could have the Wonka factory, entire thing, build all the different rooms. I hate toys that make food and candy. I always feel like that those. 
I hate them. Like, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. Is there still a lot of that? I feel like when we were kids, there was a lot of like, eat this fucking slime! Right, exactly! Oh, it sucks! Yeah, I used to have... This makes bugs, then you eat them! I used to have that. It was, yeah, creepy crawlers. Do you want your kids to hang out with a dangerous ex-Nazi scientist creating creepy crawly bugs that taste like sugar that you can eat in your basement? Yes! Yes! And then there was always like the easy bake oven. It's just like burn your daughter's hand oven. Right. Like, I mean, these things, like, it's just bizarre. I feel like that, that that's what you want to have is make those things. Okay, so we've got the Godfather franchise. Oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah, that'd be okay. so, there that'd you be go. Cool, cool round of, uh, that would be a nice one. With um, the models. Um, so there's like a little Lego model of the actual city, too, mm-hmm. where you see. <laughs> like. Like on the somewhere in the set, and they always every time you buy it, they always say, "Excuse the crudity of this model." And (laughs) (laughs) Doc always makes like this elaborate model every time they they have an adventure to explain what their plan is, and he always like asks to be excused for like the crudity of the model. And like Michael J. Fox is always like, "You built a fucking model of our plan, dude. That is so cool." So yeah, I think that would that would actually be like I'd actually really seriously like the other ones are kind of a joke, but like. I would seriously actually want that. I would want to build a little DeLorean. You know what I mean? Right. I would have a kid. Just I would like. I would go on a dating site and like find a woman who wanted to get married. Get married. Have a kid. Just so I could have an excuse to buy that car. So, ladies, if you're out there. All right. Well, I want to see the other. Not. I just I, heard a stunning I, silence. Last... Oh, that that silence, that moment of silence, was for Andy Rooney. By the that way. was for Andy Rooney. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. We got it in. We got it in. We got Andy Rooney's moment of silence. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. So, do we have a top five yet? We got. I think Back to the Future would be number one. I'd love to see that. I was gonna say Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be cool. You could do the Lego Technics where you make the. Cars. Yeah, yeah, make all the cars. I would, so Fast and Furious. To make a bald cap for Vin Diesel. Right, right. right. Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic yes. Park. Oh my gosh. Nicely done. So good. Well, I think we have it right yeah, there. Yeah, there we go. So Jurassic Park, very good. There's one, uh, Back to the Future. Uh, that's another one. Um, we got uh, Godfather. And um, we also Pulp have... Fast and Furious and Fast Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino verse. All right. The Tarantino verse. Well, now it's time um, for a very special um, portion of the show. Um, every week, we take two figures decide who will win in an epic battle. The battle is called Versus. Lee, can you, uh, can you tell me? God damn it, shut the fuck up. Can you? Come on. Listen to the song. Lee. Yeah? Give up. Can you tell me a little bit more about this week's verses? This week's verses, V from V from Vendetta versus the Joker from Batman. A villain of verses in honor of the 5th of November. And let's turn this down before John Williams sues us. So yeah, um, this was actually a question I asked the crowd last night uh, at the show, and I want to ask uh, you guys, who do you think would win? I really don't know. Usually I go into these verses like kind of knowing my opinion and who I really think would win but this I really don't know are we assuming that both of these people have had a good night of sleep and they're not like under the weather they're not battling a cold or anything they're both they're both relatively healthy and I feel like the Joker probably doesn't sleep very well he probably has like crazy nightmares I mean I don't know (laughs) whatever the Joker would be amped up yeah I mean he's Joker's yeah 
Um, so, I mean, V, like, kind of has his shit together more. I mean, they're both psychotic, like, guys who have adopted a vaudeville persona um, to instill fear in their enemies. Um, and both are, you know, villains, um, as perceived by the status quo, but in the, the, the V character, obviously, is seen from the perspective of the audience as, uh, as a hero of sorts. Um, okay, so in the... In the V for Vendetta, yeah. you know, world, does mm-hmm. uh, does V die? V does die. Okay. The original man who was V does die, but the idea of V lives on, and Evie actually takes it on and okay. becomes and the next V. So, and then the and Joker, does he die? Um, I'm sure the Joker has died. Very, see, the thing about like the Batman verse is that like it goes off into so many different splinters, and because there's so many different interpretations of Batman, it's like. Batman as work of art is like the crucifixion in that it, it can be done again and again and it can be reinterpreted. It's kind of its brilliance, but also its curse. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with the Joker, by the way. I, I, okay. I, I don't even need to think about it. I knew right away. Okay. Um, so, reasons why Joker would win. Um, well, the Joker is, you know, like... Um, uh, he, you know, he... Uh, Africa, Africa would not let him die, so to right. speak. You know, the Joker is... The Joker is going to... The, life is going to find a way to keep the Joker alive, so mm-hmm. to speak. That's that's the first thing. The other thing is that um, you know I think that the Joker is uh, you know if he really you know he's he's one of those those villains where it's like it's it's a game you know mm-hmm. it's a game and I think that V is like it you know it has there's a there's a uh, there's a there's a larger goal you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. he's a he's like a, a he likes to orchestrate, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that you know the two of them up against each other is going to be a very entertaining fight. Oh, it'll be so interesting! Yeah, they both are way into like elaborate vaudevillian right. plans. Like they never just do something simply and directly to the point. Right. It's always like get people's attention, hack into like the TV waves, um, you know. And really, this idea kind of popped in my head because the the actions that V takes are so similar to. To what the Joker does to instill, you know, yeah, fear in his enemies. Right. Um, so I, you know, and I think that you know, the the strengths that V will you would use, you know, are not going to be as effective on the Joker. And also, I think that the Joker, you know, the V tends to have a little bit of like a uh, tends to be represented to have a little bit of like a, a mercy thing going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? He might be, you know, he might he, he might. He might be wooed by the thought that the Joker yeah. might be able to be taken in, and then that would definitely uh, end badly. By the way, background on this: they meet during while doing a play. Right. <laughs> they're, both, they're both in a, lo- a local community theater production of right. Into the Woods or some shit, and they're just like they they're both up for the same part. Neither of them get it. It goes to some handsome guy who's not horribly uh, disfigured, <laughs> but then they, they both end up hating each other. All right, so 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 um, you know, where do we come down as far as uh, uh, that, Sean? Where do you, where you, who are you going with? I don't know who either of those people are, but the my, Joker or but me? I don't. But my opinion is that their powers are more effective on a broad audience. You know, they okay. instill mass fear. Right. So your, so your no, no, opinion no. is devalued. No, no, no. no, no, they, no listen, listen. So they, they instill fear on a broad audience. You know, they, you know, they have elaborate things to get the attention of the people. But I think on a one-on-one uh, basis, they're not, they're not effectively equipped to instill fear on a single person. So I think they'd cancel each other out and probably both just get bored and just decide, you know, it's not worth it. I've got other things I can be doing with my time. Lee, what do you think? 
I actually believe that um, the Joker would win um, just because he is a little more psychotic. Right, he's a little more Like, he would just take it, like, to the further edge. And, yeah, yeah, I I do believe that he, like, doesn't... He lacks the the modicum of... Restraint. Of, like, compassion that, that V has. Right. Like, V is, like... He's too, he's too, B is totally fucked up to EV, the woman he loves. Yeah. But, I, but I would say he's way less fucked up to, to her than, than Joker is to Harley Quinn, right. his, his girlfriend. Right. Um, so, so I think Joker will win just because he's fucking psycho. Okay. Um, I, 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 uh, Haley, would you like to play a little trivia game? I believe uh, that it is time uh, for trivia. I'd like to play some trivia. Time for some trivials. Time for uh, some trivials. Each week we have three trying trivials uh, where we test each other's uh, mental strength. <laughs> Who would like to go first? Um, let's go with historical. Um, Hondro, I think you have historical this week. All right, gentlemen. In what year was penicillin invented? Year of the boar. I'm gonna year go, of the boar. I'm going to go 1867. I'll say 1915. Um, wait, wait, wait. Lee, what would you guess? 1867. 1867? Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and, uh, and, and my friend, what was your guess? 1915. 1915. 1915 was very close. I, I, I tell you, it was the same year <laughs> that, uh, the same year that Charles Lindbergh. Oh, 28? Won the Medal of Honor. 1928? 1928. Okay. Was, that was the year penicillin was invented. Oh, I'm it, thinking of morphine. I'm thinking of morphine. Yeah. Excuse me. Penicillin. So, uh, um, yeah, well, so so gold star. Uh, I guess I guess I guess we you got the closest, Sean. So you, you were close without going over. Team without handsome going. loses though on Team that one. Loses. Team handsome loses. Um, but Sean, you definitely were less stupid. Um, okay, uh, my trivial this week is sporting. What sport invented the term home run? I'm gonna say long distance running or some sort of running track sport. Incorrect. I'm going to say cricket. Correct. Cricket, the uh, British game of hitting a ball with a stick and running around, uh, invented the term home run. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is what baseball comes from. That's a one... Uh, we just improved that stupid fucking game and we made it cool. It's thus <laughs> creating baseball. Um, one point to Team Handsome. Thank you very much. Sean, I believe you have the popular trivial this week. Uh, yes, the uh, popular trivial question of the week is who was the first person... Play Catwoman. I'll give you a hint. It was a woman. I said first person there, but it was actually I should have said who was the first woman to play Catwoman. Actually, person sounds better in the finale. Uh, uh, what's the what's uh, I'm gonna say Brenda. Brenda. Okay. Um, I don't know if the if Close. Catwoman Close. was was in the original <laughs> serial that they did of Batman. I don't know if the I'm gonna say uh, Eartha Kitt. Earth? Uh, no, no, that's no, right. Uh, not right. It's Eartha, Eartha Kitt was involved in the Batman series in '66, and she played okay. uh, Catwoman in the final final se- uh, season. Okay. Uh, it was actually uh, too long. Food. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Uh, Julie Newmar played Catwoman in 1964. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's really interesting. This is what I love about trivials: is that uh, we learn something every week here on Morning Handsome, and. Um, that I can rely on you guys here at Team Handsome to keep me informed about uh, things in history. Well, boys, it's been a wonderful week. 
been a wonderful day here in Morning Handsome. Is there anything you'd like to say to our uh, wonderful audience out in internet land before uh, we call it a day? Get no. involved. Step up to the plate, America. Now's your time to be a hero. You can do something that you've always dreamed of. Tomorrow is today. Tomorrow is making a better tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow, today. That's the dream of us all here on Team Handsome. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Lee Golden, joined here in the studio today by Andro Ambrose and Sean Hanson. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> and Sean Moses. Uh, well, turd to not to use my name. Though. Oh, Ferguson. I'm sorry. And turd anonymous. You've been listening Better. to your Morning Handsome here on MorningHandsome.com and TheRealGuiltRadio.org. Thank you, Vampire Weekend. This is a this is a Don't always play Come on. Don't jump to conclusions. I knew it wasn't Vampire Weekend. I'm saying thank you to Vampire Weekend. <laughs> thank you for not suing us yet. Are you saying that this weekend is a vampire? We paid. No, we just played like a minute is a 45 seconds of Vampire Weekend, so. Guys, we should be we, we should be driving on the coast or something. I played I put one fucking killer song. I put one fucking killer song.